0: Shabbat Shalom. Uh, this week, we read Parshat Korach, and Parshat Korach, as you may know, is all about a rebellion in the wilderness. And the rebellion in the wilderness from Korach is explained in a thousand different ways. That is. People say that Korach rebelled, as the rabbis explain it, because of ego, not out of a sense that Korach wanted to do good for the people of Israel. They also explain that when it says that it was a dispute that wasn't L'Shem Shamayim, that wasn't for noble purposes, it refers to the fact that Korach didn't even argue with the other side. There were squabbles that broke out inside Korach's own camp. In other words, what the rabbis are doing is explaining to us psychologically why it is that Korach was moved to rebel not out of the same kinds of motivations that moved Moshe who was humble and other oriented but out of the motivations of Korach's own drive for power, for prestige, for position. I thought about this in relation to the fact that Korach is after all, not a unique phenomenon in the wilderness. Because from the moment that the Israelites leave Egypt, they're a mess. They argue about the meat and they argue about going back to Egypt with all sorts of false memories of how wonderful it was, and they argue about the rebellion of Korah. It goes on and on and on. And I began to ask myself why that was. Why is it that the Israelites who saw signs and wonders and received the Torah and are led by a cloud by day and fire by night. Why are they so deeply dissatisfied that in some ways it reminds you of the quip of the playwright Bertolt Brecht when he said that when the government goes awry, it's time to dissolve the people and elect a new one. And, you know, that's what God proposes. God says to Moshe, look, I'll make a people out of you. Let's get rid of this people. They are not only stiff-necked, but a pain in my neck. I'm paraphrasing. And we sympathize with God's frustration because it doesn't matter what you do. You give them manna they want meat. You lead them this way, they wanna go that way. You give them the greatest leader of history and they want another leader. But I remember years ago, reading the remark of Nabokov that the good reader is a rereader. That the first time you read something, you just understand what happens. But the second time you start to see the artistry and the shape and the intentions of the author. But of course, there's another reason why a good reader is a rereader. It's why we return to the Torah again and again and again and again. Because we change. We know things that we didn't know last year or 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And reading the rebellion of Korach this year, of all years, has given me a different perspective on the Israelites in the wilderness. Imagine waking up in the wilderness. Forget the physical discomforts. Forget the beating sun and the sands because according to the Midrash, God provided a cloud cover that took care of them so that it wasn't too hot during the day. And they could sleep at night knowing that the next morning they would be healthy and well and fed, but they also woke up knowing that tomorrow would be like today. The days in the wilderness rolled on in a sort of endless parade of similarity. The days in the wilderness were the same as the day before and the day after. For the first time, I think we begin to understand the generation of the wilderness. One of the psychological oppressions of the pandemic has been the sameness of the days. People wake up and it isn't as though their calendar is filled with different things today than it were yesterday or the day before or the day before whether it be travel, or dinner, or lunch, or company, or whatever, or just work. Instead, for so many of us, each day is like the day before. And this sameness can induce a certain depression, anxiety, and even anger. I think part of the reason that Korach rebels is because it gives something, something different to do in a world in which monotony has become regularity. We can understand this, maybe, I grant you, not on the same level. We aren't wandering through the desert. And also, obviously, the losses and tragedies of the pandemic give a whole different configuration to some lives than wandering through the wilderness, although they too faced dangers and attacks that they could not envision. But the monotony, we can begin to understand. Even with all the diversions, even with the fact that it seems every five minutes, Netflix is sending me a notice telling me we know what you want to watch next, there is the reality of sameness and the desire, sometimes even the destructive desire to do something new just so things will change. And I wonder, reading Korach this year, if that wasn't part of the motivation. The rabbis, of course, were right. It wasn't l'shem shamayim. It wasn't for a greater purpose. It was just to have something so that they would wake up with purpose, with an aim, even if the aim was motivated by anger, even if it was an aim that was constructed from ego, it was still something and not nothing. So what do we do? What do we do? The answer is in an essence, the same as the answer was to the Israelites in the wilderness which is that we have to hold on to Sovlanut, to patience, which comes from the same root as to bear something, to put up with something, and hold on to hope. Recognize that the sameness is not forever, and that we have to find inside the monotony opportunities for growth that are not motivated by anger or destruction, but by creativity and possibility. Again and again and again, God tried to teach the Israelites this lesson in the wilderness. Again and again and again, they failed to learn it. But eventually, Eventually, they elected a new people. Eventually, the generation of the wilderness died out and a new generation arose with Yehoshua. That, of course, is not what we plan or hope for, but you can be reborn in lots of ways and you can be reignited in lots of ways. And there are people who need our help and things to be done and a world to be fixed and projects to be undertaken. And even in the monotony of the days, important things to do. Korach chose the wrong path, Moshe chose the right one. When God wants to destroy the people, Moshe refuses because he recognizes that day after day after day, it is our task to fill our lives with purpose and with meaning, even if the externals remain the same. That if we live for a higher purpose, for a godly purpose, if we see ourselves as instruments of something greater, that it is our task to bring redemption into this world, then even even in the evenness of the days, we will praise. And although we may at times feel the depression, the anxiety, the anger that no doubt afflicted the Israelites and doomed Korach, we will transcend it knowing that there is a promised land, not a perfect land, but a promised one. And that the days of monotony will in time end. And we can emerge as a new generation having learned, having read the story and promising to do better. Shabbat Shalom.